0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Recall them simply, distractions. However simple, distractions can often have spiritually complex and catastrophic impact on a Christian's life. We blame it on the busyness of the world we live in, those small, common, everyday events that take our eyes off the things of God and what He expects us to do for His kingdom. Our cell phones, political debate on the Internet and smart TV, climbing the corporate ladder, a hobby, or just plain worry, all take their share of the believer's day and time away from God. Pastor Ray, in this explosive, eye-opening five-day series entitled, Those Deadly Distractions, exposes these for what they truly are, no more than powerful weapons in Satan's bag of tricks, meant to take your focus away from God's Word and neutralize your walk, making you too busy to be effectively used by God. Have distractions taken over too large a share of your day? Here's Pastor Ray with more on how best to avoid those often deadly distractions.
1: You can't get distracted by all of the things that are going on around you. You've got to keep your focus on the Word and on the Lord. Does that speak to anybody here today? It's the thing that I've seen, how many people start out right but end up wrong. Why? Because they're like the dog in the story I told you. They get distracted. Sometimes it's sinful stuff. You know? Young person comes to church. They, I'll tell you a story. Let me tell you a story about Distract. I had this family many years ago. I'm talking about 20 years ago. So it's nobody you would ever know. Nobody here I think even wouldn't know them. Even if I gave the name out. They came to the church. They got saved. They were a new family. They were so excited about God. They had a bona fide Holy Ghost orchestrated salvation. And they were in church every single service for a long time. For probably a couple of years. And they started to learn, you know, I started to teach them about faith and trusting God and believing and they started to believe God. They said they see they were water people, they loved the water, they were big swimmers and they loved the water. And they, they said, you know, we're, we're believing God for a boat. We really want a boat. I thought, okay, that's great. So so they prayed and prayed, and, and lo and behold, they were able to buy a boat. Now, it was the beginning of the season, it was the beginning of the summer. And it was the first really nice, warm day, I guess, in the summer that we had. It, was, it happened to be on a Sunday. And they were not in church. It was very unusual because they were in every single service. So the second week was another equally beautiful day. And um, next Sunday. And lo and behold, they were not in church that Sunday. I thought, okay, that's unusual because they're here all the time. They're really committed people. And the third Sunday came and it was another nice weekend and they still were not in church and i thought something has got to be wrong these people are here all the time so i called them with like 3 or 4 weeks of this going on and i said where have you been we've missed you it was everything okay i was seriously concerned so well pastor ray you know god blessed us with this boat and the weather is so beautiful and we're just taking advantage of every sunday so we could go out on the boat and I thought to myself, you're distracted. I didn't say, I, I don't think I said it because I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. Uh, and I just, I kind of held it back when I'm thinking, you are distracted. You are distracted. Now you see, you know, and here's, here's a little side teaching here. With every level of blessing comes a new level of responsibility. And what happens oftentimes is that people get to the next level of blessing, but because they're, they're not paying attention that next level of blessing actually turns out to be a curse. Why? Because they get distracted by the blessing. You get distracted by the blessing and instead of that blessing being a blessing it ends up being your undoing. Young person meets somebody in the church, they're on fire for God, you know. It doesn't have to be a young person, it be an old person too. They meet some, you know, they, they, they're They're single. <laughs> Yeah, it could be an older person. I've seen it happen both ways. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, they, they start coming to church, and then all of a sudden, you know, they start striking it up, and they start dating or whatever it be. And and the, more, the hotter their relationship is getting, the cooler their church relationship is getting. This is piping hot, and this is getting really cold. Well, you know, we're spending time together. We just, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that. Yeah, I wonder what you're doing. <laughs> We get distracted. We get distracted. If you're not careful, you get so distracted you fall into sin. We talked about David just you know last week, how he he was up on the rooftop and he looked and he saw the naked, you know, Bathsheba naked and bam. The rest is history, man, he got into deep sin and got into deep trouble. So so distraction can really can really cost you something, and and that's why the, the word says, keep your eye on me. If you want to walk in the perfect peace of God that transcends all understanding, then keep your focus on me. And every day, let me tell you, sometimes, a hundred times in a day, I have to grab the steering wheel in my life and get myself readjusted. Because I want there are too many, too many distractions that come my way. Am I speaking to anybody? Distracted this way, distracted that way, distracted the other way. I have to constantly readjust myself. In order to stay focused on the Lord and what God has said, can't tell you a long way how many things have happened in ministry. Because let me tell you what, One, one minister said this, and it is the truth when God wants to take you to a new level, there'll be a new devil. Every new level brings a new devil. I'm telling you, it is absolutely the truth. And that, that enemy will come to distract you, to persuade. Because he does not want you to excel spiritually. He doesn't want you to get inroads in, into life, into new levels of prosperity. He wants to hold you back. He wants you to turn and run and thwart the plan of God for your life thwart the blessings of God run from it and he'll always try to bring distractions of one sort or another. One of the first things I tell people when they join the church, you know, we have new members meeting, I tell the people said let me tell you what. You're all excited, you know, we let them share questions and this kind of thing and they all seem excited and many times thanking me for I say, for you know the ministry and the teaching and so on. So I said let me let me just tell you something, all right? You all pay attention to me. You are about to enter a whole new level of your life by joining this church. But let me tell you what, the enemy is going to try to talk you out of it. He's going to get you, everybody tell me, distracted. Everybody say distracted. In the attempt to try to persuade you to go in a different direction. Because he doesn't want you to enter into this new level of your life. He often uses the tool of distraction. That's why you've got to be laser focused on God, on the Word, and what God has spoken to your heart, and know that this is what I'm supposed to where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the season of my life, and I'm gonna push through with everything I've got. Come on, can somebody give me a better amen than that? And sure enough, you know the interesting statistic about that is that I'd say more than 50%, maybe sixty percent, I don't know, it's probably even more than that, of people that join as new members never follow through with their membership. They just fizzle out. And then, you know, sometime later you, you run into them, well, Pastor, life has just gotten me so distracted. The kids, the wife, the work, the business, the, the this, the that, the other thing. And and it's just amazing to me how people fall for it over and over again and never complete. Why? Because they got distracted. Is this helping anybody here today? Yes. They got distracted, you know? And they they, they, they get pushed in one direction or the other direction. Have me remember the story of the the sower and and the seed. Mark's Gospel chapter 4. And Jesus talks about four types of ground. And He said the sower went out. We've taught about this. I'm not going to teach it but I just want to get to one. He says the, the sower goes out. He sows the seed. One falls on hard ground. One falls on rocky ground which is shallow ground. And one falls on thorny ground. And one falls on good ground. Well the thorny ground. What did He say? He said the sower sows the seed, fell on thorny ground. And he said there was thorns and briars and it was very thick and the dirt was kind of covered. It fell in. He says that all of these things choked out the Word making it unfruitful. Unfruitful choking it making it a fruit. So, what does that, what does that teach us? It teaches us, because I, I like to call that the distracted Christian or the preoccupied Christian. Distractions will always choke out the Word. The Word cannot be effective in your life. Because I'm, I'm your pastor and wherever else you're getting as your pastor I'm hurling the Word or whatever you're listening to during the week or reading the word's being hurled at you. But when you're so distracted it means absolutely nothing to you. It can't take effect. Because you get so distracted that you get you know into thinking well you know i can handle it myself or i can do it am i speaking you You, you get my drift and and i'm just trying to make it as real as possible this morning because it 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 is absolutely the truth that distraction is going to cause you a big mess up in your life serving god hot for god keep your i don't know it's like maybe I'm even talking to somebody here. I just feel like I'm speaking to a young person. I just feel impressed to the Lord right now to say you were hot for God. Your attention was on God. You were passionate about God. You gave your heart to the Lord. But now there's a relationship brewing in your life and it is distracting you. Your eyes are going in a direction that they should not go. I don't know who you are but I believe that that's from the Lord for, for somebody here today. Your eyes are going in the direction that they should not go. Put your focus back on Jesus. God will take care of the rest. Can I get a better amen than that? All right, here. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. We're going to finish up here in a minute. just want to read this to you because I think this is appropriate and important. And it says, these are the words of Jesus. Matthew 6 and verse 24 says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. In other words, can I give you Pastor Ray's... Don't be distracted about your life. Or don't let life distract you. Saying, what will he eat or what will you drink? Nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Isn't life worth more than, you know, trying to be distracted by all these things? Some of you are so distracted. I said this at the early service, especially men. We get so focused on you know, trying to make a living and trying to bring money home and trying to take care of everything that we think that that's, that's it. That's life. That's all I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be a success. I'm supposed to do this. And life is just passing you by, man. Your kids are waiting for you to just spend time with them and to, to just play with them and, and hang out as a family and peace and have fun. But you're so, you're so distracted Everybody say distracted. Yeah. So distracted by, by life that, that you're you're not you don't realize that isn't life worth more than the money you make, yeah. than the business you have to get done, yeah. than business affairs. Isn't life worth more than that? Because when the job is long gone, your kids are still going to be there, and they may resent you because you were so distracted by your work. So anyways, it's not life more than that, more than clothing. Uh, so then he says, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of more value than they? So even though the birds are in there, I mean the birds are always singing, man. They are always happy. They are not worried about it. Now here, verse 27, Which of you by worrying, or being, because worry is a form of distraction, you know, what is worry? Worry is negative meditation on something. That's what worry is. When I'm worried I'm meditating on something very negative that's evoking this feeling of dread.
0: Yes, come
1: on. Right? Of depression. Right? So he says, which one of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? What kind of productive outcome does worry bring? Nothing. All worry is is a form of distraction. And sometimes the enemy will get you into that worry about this, worry about that. Totally, absolutely distracting when your eye and your focus should be on the word of God and what God has said. Can I get a better amen than that? So he says, Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, who was the richest man ever in the world in all of human history, in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So in other words, if he's taking care of the birds, he's taking care of the flowers, and they don't really do anything, and you're of more value, isn't God going to take care of you? Verse 30, so what are you distracted by? Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you, O you, of little faith? So, it goes back to little faith again. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. Now, listen, I love this. For your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Amen. Let me read it again. Your Heavenly Father knows. Let me read it again. Your Heavenly Father knows. Your Heavenly Father knows. Right now, God knows exactly. You don't even know what you need. You think you know what you need. But your Heavenly Father knows exactly what you need. One verse in Isaiah says that even before you utter the prayer, God already has an answer in mind. You didn't even get it. You thought, you thought, you thought, you thought, you knew, but you didn't even know. Because, so, see, sometimes we pray for one thing, but God shows you what He really had in mind, and He, he blesses you exceedingly abundantly above all that you could have ever asked or prayed for or even thought. Amen. That's how that, that fits in, all right? So He says. Um, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we Shall we drink? For after these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Now, listen to verse 33, because here's the answer. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. In other words, don't get distracted. Keep your focus in prayer uh, and on the word and on Jesus. Keep your focus on kingdom things and all of these natural things... Shall be added unto you. I like to say that when your focus is on God and you're filled with prayer and you're filled with praise and your focus of attention is on the things of God and you're refusing to let distraction cause you to get off course, you become magnetized and the things that you want, need, desire all of a sudden just start to stick themselves on you. You don't even know where they came from. You see, you're in the midst of all of this blessing and you don't even know how it happened. Why? Because I just kept my focus on God. I kept my focus on prayer. I kept my focus on the things of God. On working the kingdom. On doing things uh, God's way. I just kept my focus on godly things. And the end result is that all the things that I needed or thought I needed or wanted. All of a sudden they just show up. Refusing to be distracted by the stupid things that this life throws our way. So whenever a challenge comes, a warfare comes, a circumstance, an adverse circumstance, just kick it aside and say, yeah, you're there. You're ugly. I hate you. I don't like the way you make me feel, but I'm going to keep my focus on what God says. I'm going to keep my focus and my attention on the word of God. I'm going to seek the kingdom of God first and keep that as my priority in life. I'm not going to seek my own. I'm not going to seek wealth. I'm not going to seek fame. I'm going to seek God with all of my heart. And I'm going to stay focused and refuse to be distracted. And the end result is that all these things... See, people are chasing after things. They're so distracted by things. And God, Jesus, gave us the secret... Wake up. He said, seek the kingdom. Seek the principles of God. Seek God himself. And all the things that you need, seek, desire, and want will be added to you. In other words, you don't have to go find them. God is going to bring them right to you. (laughs) But the devil in devil style will get you. You ready? What's the word we're talking about today? Distract. Come on, everybody say it. Distracted. So that we flip the principle to where we are focused on things. And not focused on God. And we wonder why many come up shorthanded. God created you and put you in this kingdom for you to excel to prosper, to succeed in this life, and to do better. We ought to be fruitful in every area of our lives. People say, well, that means spiritually. No. When God blessed Abraham, what did he bless Abraham? What was the sign of blessing in his life? gold, silver, cattle. It was material that God added and he was called blessed. The New Testament tells us that the blessing of Abraham comes upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. You have been created to prosper. But if you don't stop getting distracted by every stupid thing that jumps in your way, if you don't stop getting distracted by every Casper the friendly ghost that jumps in your woo! cause you to turn on your heel and run, or go this way, or every every temptation that comes your way, you just run to it. Just like the dog in the story ran to the bone. Man, you're chewing on bones. God wants to give you beefsteak. I said you're chewing on bones, and God wants to give you beefsteak. steak. He wants to give you filet mignon, and you're chewing on bones. Why? Because you're distracted by the bones, man. Let me tell you what. What God serves up is... And one million times better than anything you can go get on your own. Distraction. See? The only way it's going to work in your life, you've got to do it. You've got to put your focus on it and you've got to do it. And keep on doing it. Not be distracted. I've seen so many times in, in my life how people get so distracted. We're saving money to buy a house. Yeah, we're, there. we're believing God, we're praying. God starts to increase, start putting money away. And the next thing I see is you drive up with a brand new car. Well, gee, I guess we are believing God for a brand new car and a house. Well, it set us back a little bit on buying the house, but I just had to have this car. It looked so good, I just saw myself sitting behind the wheel. You got distracted. And as a result, you, you killed the plan. You are never going to get anywhere being distracted. You are going to have to focus in on it. You are going to have to be willing to push through. Let me just, let me end right here and we will go home, All right. Let me just give you these four things. There are are four things that can cause distractions in your life. Busyness of life. Cares of the world. Demands of the moment. And fleshly desires. Want me to say them again? Common distractions. Four common distractions. Busyness of life, cares of the world, demands of the moment, and fleshly desires. This is what you do. This is what you do. Here is the practical part. Adjust your focus every day. Even if you have to do it a hundred times a day. You've got to adjust your focus. Get yourself back online. Get your back right on course. Every day adjust your focus, just like you adjust your car with the steering wheel. Number two, keep your mind on the Word of God. Not on what people say, not on what the devil says. Remember what God says and ignore everything else. I've had to ignore a whole lot of things along the way. Just This is what you said Lord, I don't care what anybody else says. I'm going to believe you over what anybody else says. Number three, pray your way through the obstacle or the distraction. Don't let the obstacle become a distraction. Pray right through it. Keep your focus. Number four, don't let temporary storms cause you to sink. Just because you have a temporary storm, don't go down with it. Keep your faith and keep walking through. Number five, and we'll end up right here don't let people, circumstances, struggles, or warfare force you out of the race. You've got to keep your focus and keep on going. And thus, you will win, and you will come out on top the way God created you to be. Come on, put your hands together.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.